Hello, I'm Niall Brown, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of the Movies in Focus podcast. At the tail end of 2021, I watched and reviewed Sonny Malley's Hurt. On the surface, it appeared that Hurt was just another film in the slasher genre, but it turned out to be much more than that. It was a horror film, but it had rich characterization and dealt with a lot of interesting themes, such as fear, death, violence, loss, love, family, isolation, and yes, Hurt. Sonny got in touch thanking me for my review, and I invited him onto the Movies in Focus podcast to talk about the film and his career. He started off producing films such as the Keanu Reeves-Sandra Bullock romance The Lake House, before moving on to darker material such as The Strangers, The House at the End of the Street, Spike Lee's remake of Old Boy, and The Brilliant, The Dark and The Wicked. Mally is also a writer, having penned five films, including the aforementioned Hurt, which he also directed. Passionate about film, my conversation with Mally covered a vast array of fascinating topics. And, as always, I hope you enjoy what we had to talk about. Hi, Sonny. Uh, thank you for joining me for the Movies in Focus podcast. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I mean, the reason we're, we're actually talking today is because I reviewed your film, Hurt, and I was sort of blown away by how good it was. So I wanted to talk about the film and your career and what you've done, what you've got coming up and sort of what it's like being a producer, sort of making movies today. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. No, I'd love to talk about it. So let's go back to why we're here, Hurt. Um, it had a pretty long process in getting from, from the page to the screen and everything else in between. Tell yeah. me about that. Ah. <laughs> uh... Uh, it was more traumatic than the movie. I'll just say that much. So. It's pretty traumatic, yeah. So you know, so you know. Now, so, you know, it had a very, I've never experienced anything like this as a producer, as a sort of novice uh, director. Um, but I, I went and made the movie for, you know, there was something about it where I was like, um, I just want to go make a movie for like no money, like a student film almost. Let's try to make it. And sort of, for me, it's a lot, the process of it was, I want to, I want to learn when you have very little. Like I think that's when I've, you know, it's, it's sort of I'm coming into directing, especially writing and directing, sort of like ass backwards. Whereas like I started as a producer, <laughs> and I'm you know, and then sort of trying to you know writing and directing, and and I'm learning. I never went to film school, so I'm sort of this was my way of of you know what when let me see what i can do when i my resources are limited because what i've seen is that's when you sort of develop your style right like all these great filmmakers yeah. started tiny movies like i think chris nolan following and whatever you know like, and uh, you know and it was like let let me start from there i made a couple of movies and i felt like i actually from my producing skills I got too much stuff <laughs> in a lot of ways. And I didn't have that opportunity to be like, let me just have one light, one set of lenses, like no money, you know, like, and like, or one lens, not even a set of lens. And, uh, and let's see if we can do something cool. I did it with friends in, uh, in outside of Ottawa uh, with a crew that I had worked with before. And we only had like 10 people. Like we just made a very limited crew. And so I made it and it was like, it was, it was actually, it was, it was a lot of work. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> but uh, but uh, as I was, as we were making it, uh, Blumhouse uh, does everything in horror or whatever. Yep. They, and I made a movie with them and they were friends and they, in a very gracious way, found out I was, I basically told nobody I was going to make this movie. I just left, went to go make it. And they found out about it, called me up, wanted to buy it. You don't even have to buy it. Like I'll just show it to you. Yeah. Were gracious, we want to support you. So they they bought it, and uh, a couple of things happened where they turned it up. <laughs> so they they don't make small movies anymore. Yeah, right? well, they're, they're sort of pushing the budgets up slightly, aren't they? Uh, more than slightly. Like they went up. Like they yeah. like you know, and I think like you know they made their bones on these kinds of movies, but they have like gone and progressed and it's my movie got sort of caught 
and in this sort of no man's land of like, we don't really make these movies anymore. Um, so we don't know what to do. We don't really know what to do with it. And then pandemic and then everything. And it, and it sort of, it just got, got kind of got caught. And then, you know, after a while, they basically uh, let me have it back. And um, I recut it. And I had a sort of, um, not an epiphany, I don't know if it's an epiphany or what, it, what do you call it, but I had this moment of like, because I was taking notes and I was taking their notes, I was taking everybody, you know, notes as we went along. And I just finally said, screw it. I, the reason I made this, it actually, the process actually helped me because I got so like beaten down in a way where, you, where you're finally like, I just don't care. You know, which is the which is where you're supposed to be, I think, as a when you're making a movie. And it's yeah. sort of how I was when I made it. Then I got caught like I always have one foot in like these independent films, one foot in like making a bigger studio film. And I and it's sort of that actually hurts me sometimes. And I finally got to a point it's like, no, I just want this released. I don't care. I'm and I don't care about anyone's notes and I don't care if anyone likes it. I'm just gonna do what I like, what I think is cool, and then not worry about it. And Gravitas came, uh, the, the, the distributor came through and dug it and basically said, yeah, we'll do whatever you do, whatever you want. Um, and so that was that, uh, you know, I, the music, every, it was like, it was all sort of that with just friends doing it. It was all sort of that. I went back to the, the reason why it took a long process to get there, but I went back to the reason why uh, I wanted to make it in the first place and the, what's cool about it and I like sort of creatively uh proud about it was is that that this is like you know for I basically for better or for worse this thing is great this thing is like a weird little horror movie this is not a traditional horror movie and like let's just put it out there and some people are gonna hate it some people are gonna love it but that's kind of almost a sweet spot sometimes but that's that's the beauty of it I mean you you've cut a movie but you've you've got a movie which you've cut together which is almost it's a horror film, but it's almost got elements of kind of the, the, the cinematic beauty of Terence Malick, if you know what I mean. That, that sort of poetic quality of which you don't normally get in horror films. You said and, that, not me, so that's okay. Yeah, but, but I mean that there's, you know, the landscapes and nature and buildings and light and, and, and these things which I'd imagine if, if you'd gone the, the, the Blumhouse route or uh, somebody like that they would have went take all this stuff out forget about the the, the emotional stuff that you've got in there but the, the relationship the, the the things about trauma and relationships get rid of that and let's just deal about people chopping people up well it's not to pick on them not, not, not picking on them like no, that no. Is, that, that's how that's that's you know and it's not everybody also but it's all that's Hollywood. That's that's it, yeah. of... But people who watch this, these movies just want to sort of go, he's going to die in a really gory way next. And you yeah. kind of, you, you, you stretch that till you get, you know, the, the, not, not for anyone who hasn't seen it, I, I won't spoil it, but there, there are things happen. And then there's a little stretch where it's, it's more about what's happening. And is it about somebody leaving someone and somebody going missing? And that, that's, some of the beauty of the movie where it's that emotionality that, that you don't get in a lot of films. Well, that, I mean, to that point, one, and I knew going into it, this is not, uh, you know, sometimes I get caught because of my background where people, you know, like I grew up loving like movies and independent films and what, and I got thrown, and it's not a bad thing, but I got thrown into like very big sort of production companies in the middle of it. And so that's my background. And when I want to make these kind of movies, it's sort of, I, I get that pull back into like, no, you're not supposed to do this. Or you're not supposed to do that. And, the, you know, and one thing talking about the emotions, what, and I've made a lot of these movies that I'm talking, <laughs> talking crap about <laughs> is, uh, is you don't, especially in horror, and I was a novice to horror. I didn't know anything about horror movies really until I worked at a company with this guy, Roy Lee, and Doug Davis, and the first movie he did was The Ring and The Grudge, and very uh, great movies, but very Hollywood kind of movies. Yeah. But uh, 
you don't care about the people who die. After the, like that's there's a balance of in horror movies sometimes where it's like you just you know there's I mean there's there's other on that scale of like you really you know no one cares about the person who dies you watch it you move on but there's it's it it should for lack of it should hurt like it should like it should if the more you care about him the more it's going to affect you and yeah. i probably took it to an extreme for a traditional horror movie obviously but i just wanted to like whether they have flaws or not or they you like them um and that the actors did a great job with it but it's like i just want to care about these people before bad things really happen you know yeah. and but that's you know, the, that's the way it should be and i mean as somebody who's seen a lot of horror films I, 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 and, and in, any of the ones that I love, I always say in the review, you know, that it's once you actually care about, they spend time with the characters, making you like the characters. And then when things go bad, that's where the jeopardy comes from. Whereas if it's five minutes of screen time and somebody's got yeah. a couple of lines, you don't really care. You know, it's just like, oh, they died in a really cool way. But yeah. when it's somebody that you think, God, they're actually a human being. It's a whole different, a whole different level. Well, you know, and this is an extreme example, and my movie is not even one percent in the class of this movie. But one of my favorite movies is called is The Deer Hunter, yep. from the seventies, and that's the extreme example in a war film. And that was sort of almost like the structure in a way. It was that movie's three hours long, so that's extreme. But like that's an hour and a half almost of a wedding of like friends hanging out in the bar and and going through not great stuff great stuff and by the time that they go to vietnam i i can't like i care whether yeah. i like them or not even like i care deeply about these people and now all these horrific things are going to happen to them and hurt i think in that same way was like i just wanted to care about them you know and they're, and they're having fun in some places obviously some places not and then when you come back home it's it's like real horror is not you know yeah not as fun and i've made those movies where where they are you know inspired by true events or whatever and i've always like you know you sit in the audience and we're like into it and having fun and i always thought like eh, it's kind of like representing something yeah <laughs> someone really went through some really bad yeah. stuff and this is our entertainment and I'm not even judging. I don't judge. I, that was part of my journey of like trying to understand horror. It's like, I'm not, there's nothing to judge about it. Part of it's human nature and part of what I found with horror films, most interesting thing. And it was like some essay that I can't even, I can't remember who wrote it. But when I found this essay, like, you know, it, it, it's sort of our boot camp. It's our, it's sort of like our basic training of, of what if, we went through something like this. Yeah. Like, can I handle it? And that's why you have audiences like, don't, you know, don't go that door, that's stupid, or that, this or that. And you're like, you have no idea what you're going to do in the real moment. But you're, go, you're projecting, like, what would I? Yes. I would, I would be smart. You know, I would do the right, I would definitely do the right thing. Everyone you know, thinks they will be that you person. Hope so. yeah. yeah. And you but, hope so, right? Yeah. But I mean, that, that, I mean, Sort of going back, another film that you made, what well, you were involved in, was The Dark and the Wicked, <laughs> which I thought was phenomenal as well. Yeah. I made two, two really depressing movies. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I, I think I've given them both like almost four and a half stars, I think four yeah. and a half, and said that they were brilliant. So if you, you can go back and read my, I think I saw it at Fright Fest, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I thought brilliant as well. And the, the, Tonally, they're 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 incredibly similar. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I'm influenced a lot by Brian Bertina, you know, as far yeah. as a filmmaker, because like part of my one of my first uh, movie, you know, earlier movies was The Strangers, and he was a first time director, and he was like it was his I was writing as well, and and but I love that movie, and and he I've learned a lot. I've been influenced a lot by him more than anything. Like even just his vibe, the vibe of yeah. like those movies. I, you know, and the movies I like, and I think he like is. Well, we might differ in one aspect. Is I think we're both nihilistic, 
but I tr and hurt may not be the evidence of that, but I, I think I try to have like, I'm pretty nihilistic, but I have like some hope. <laughs> I don't know if Brian has any hope based on the movies, but, um, but yeah, there like, I've learned like, especially that world, especially yeah. this, the, those characters, um, you know, in strangers when he wrote it and we were looking, scouting it. And I was like, there's a ranch home with a metal barn. Does that like, even exist yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah and then he's like show me a picture of his home when he was growing up I was like oh yeah but that's i mean i i came late to the the, the game with strangers i only saw it i think two uh, second sight uh film released it in the uk about uh, two years ago maybe a bit oh, long wow. and sort of a, a great sort of dvd release and so i saw it for the first time so i saw that i think a, couple <laughs> of, a month later i saw the dark and the wicked and then <laughs> You know, a couple of, I saw, you know, Hurt. So I've seen sort of these three movies which you've been involved in. And I think there is a thematic line that runs through them. You know, it's all about domesticity and relationships and family and what happens when that comes under threat and yes. how, how people deal with that and what that, how that connects. Try to be, I'm trying to make it feel real and trying to make it yeah. feel like, you know, a lot of horror is, you know, you know, and I grew up in this John Hughes kind of suburban world. And it's like, you know, because you want to be relatable, but this is a large swath of America, you know, and, and it's sort of, and, and, you know, and trying to, in addition to, you know, scaring people and having fun, but like sort of giving a little bit of insight into that world. And because of, making movies with him and other, a few other filmmakers, especially in the South in Kentucky and Texas and wherever, and it's um, South Carolina. It's like, I've, I, I live in these towns. Yeah. You know, really, we made them in some really small towns, a lot of these, these movies. And, and I just, I've grown, I have a great like appreciation for him. So much so I want to scare him to death. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not a suburban, like, you know, they show yeah. some of the fun too. But sort of we've, we've come sort of relatively up to date. Let's, let's swing back. How did your career start in the film industry? And By the did... way, I hope you watch some comedies too, because that, that was a string of like some really... Oh, <laughs> I, I've seen everything else in between. Because <laughs> that, that sounds like... A but those are th three of the best horror films I've watched in the last sort of several years. Oh, thank you. you know, so... Yeah, thank you. And I'm not even just saying that because I've watched horror films from a lot of people who get a lot of acclaim and I haven't been a big fan of those so yeah. your stuff actually connects with me on a personal level that, that feel like like films rather than just kind of roller coaster rides of killing people I mean the tricky thing when uh uh I think the tricky thing with these movies and strangers turned out to be really big and and worked out um but the tricky thing with those types of movies are uh, the balance of like, quote unquote, fun. Like the balance of like, you know, you're not, it's not, they're not fun movies. I mean, there's very, the, there's humor, it's, it's, or sweetness, it's very subtle, you know, and it, takes a lot, I think, and it's not the audience's fault, it's, like, it's just human nature. It takes a lot to stay with that, you know, from a stranger, they go from being sad to being sad, you know, it's not, yeah. not, there's no, like, it's not like, there's, there's sweetness yeah. in there, but it's not like your, you know, it's not like your typical, like, you know, movie sort of sweetness. Yeah. And uh, which people, you know, I don't blame people for wanting it either. Um, so that's, I haven't, I try, <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't nailed that yet. I have a, maybe earlier on in my career. I have maybe I'm rebelling against a lot of those movies I made. Um, but sorry, go on. I saw you wanted to talk about earlier. Yeah. So how, how how do you become a producer and then a writer, director, and how does that happen in a career? So I mean, I went to college for like public policy, international relations. I went to DC, but I always had. Uh, and my school didn't have like, they had, a, they had some film theory classes, like in the English department, but they didn't have film. But I always, from like high school, 
with junior high growing up, obviously like everyone loves movies. So it was, it was always just like the back of my mind of like, this is something I want to do. And I didn't have the sort of, it's like kind of like with my whole career, it's like, I didn't have the courage to do it. Like, you know, let me go to do what, I, what my major was. Right. And then there was a moment, you know, I always have these few moments in my life. So these moments were like, you know what, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> so I literally, I didn't know anything about how to make a movie. I didn't know. Um, I was like a PA for a friend's commercial, like in Chicago, before I, on my way to LA. And like, I didn't even know what a line producer was. Now in retrospect, she was a line producer, but I had no, I had no idea what she was. What she was. And, uh, and, and then I went to LA and I was like, I just want to make movies. And I the only, you know, I went through the sort of the executive side of it. You know, you become an intern and you move up and you become a junior exec and a VP and like, I got uh, sort of my break with that was um, sort of Roy Lee, um, who's sort of one of the uh, king, not the, uh, the king or one of the princes of like horror in Hollywood, where he's like the you know started with the ring, and, yeah, and, and, you know, and we did, and that so the company Vertigo Entertainment and Doug Davidson, his partner, and and they. Uh, he took me in. He was sort of my mentor. He's my mentor as far as that's concerned. And I learned a lot about horror from him. And I learned if I make a, you kind of learn because there's so many bad horror movies. Yep. Um, I think, and it, it gives the genre a bad rap, you know, um, because it's an easy buck to get made out of it. But uh, you know, we started with the ring, and when you know, like watching the ring and watching it develop, and it's like, oh, this is this is good. This is a drama. This is a great a great horror movie is a great drama, you know, and and then also not for nothing, you learn when you're executive, it's people, you can make, it actually translates into money because people will walk out and care, you know, and like there's just movies, horror movies that, and they're fun movies too, like where you could watch it in five minutes, you know, you're spending and screams and then you, you leave and five minutes later you forgot about the movie, you know, um, and I think, you know, so we got lucky. So like, you know, lucky, but we, you know, we found these horror movies and Strangers was, uh, you know, even, we even made non-horror movies. I made this movie, The Lake House, um, or like a romantic, supernatural romance. That's Keanu Reeves and uh, Sandra yeah. Bullock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the first one I had a credit on. And, um, and, and so, and that was a Korean movie. So we were remaking Korean and Japanese movies. Um, um, and we just, I was just there, I was there for, for 10 years, or, you know, like 10, 12 years uh, uh, running their company. And, um, you know, I wrote this movie called The Roommate on a, uh, on a lark sort of thing. I just sort of wrote it without telling anyone, um, literally without telling anyone in my company or whatever, and Screenshot bought it. And it was called Friend when I wrote it. And, Within two seconds, it's called a roommate. Um, uh, and 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 that was and I wrote it. I just literally like I was pitching it like to writers, like you know what, if you write this sort of like single white female in college or whatever, it's like yeah, you know what, you'll make it. Well, I can sell it. I became very good as an executive and producer that way. You know, going going back just a little bit, you become a producer. Like when you go the executive route, you become a producer because. Hey, they're going to give you a credit, and hey, you get an executive producer credit, and this or that. I became a producer, and on Lake House, I was there. So I was just like, I have no idea what's going on here. I'm just sitting here watching, like, um, freaked out here. Um, and Strangers was the first one, uh, almost by default. No one thought, I was like, what is this movie? This, I, you know, Universal bought it, and we're like, like, we can't make this. You know, kind of very typical. Yeah. Bought it, my friend bought it there, and then uh, his boss is ready. Like, oh, I thought this was like panic room the way you pitched it. And, uh, and um, we spent a couple of years not making it um, because they were just like, you got to change the ending. And we developed it with Brian. It was like, no, this is the ending. This is what we wanted. This is what we think is going to also, not for nothing, resonate with people. Um, <laughs> and we didn't make it for two years. Finally, they agreed to make it, um, and nobody wanted to go. <laughs> First time director, and I was like, oh, let's this movie, whatever. And they're like, 
Sonny, you, you're in charge. I was like, no, I've never been in charge. So that's how, in a lot of ways, I think that's like, that's how I got became a producer. So I became like a real producer. I was like, okay. And so you're on set and you kind of lie to people and tell them who they feel better. Oh yeah, I know. I know what I'm doing. So a producer, I mean, there's a million types of producers. There's money. In fact, somebody I was talking to somebody the other day about it. In fact, what does a producer do? And somebody went, it's a, oh. he stumps up the money, but, you know. And somebody said, well, somebody. It's the hardest oh, question. Yeah. What type of producer are you, or, or do you think you are anyway? I've done like everything. It was like sort of basically all of it, um, and I like all of it, um, but I, I. I really, I started, so, you know, it's called a development executive. And so I, you start with like, I started with finding ideas, finding scripts, and then developing with writers. So I, be, I was very much uh, writer driven. Um, and when we started Vertigo and Rory's partner, Doug Davison, you said something to me, I was in, like, you know, everybody, people are director driven in this industry and we were like just starting so like nobody knows cares about us so so let's make like and we have these asian movies that are kind of cool and and we just got to marry them with like good writers and like if we have a good script we'll get people to want to do this movie you know we did the departed for instance you know, it turned out you know obviously in a in a big way but like on that level it's like let's just find good scripts yeah, for good projects and good good writers, and we'll figure out how to make it. And that's so you start. I started with like on the development side um, of you know, and just reading and then working with writers. And like I said, like the producing side, I learned to love. Um, and some of it could be transactional because once you you could set it up at the studio, and they could put a producer, another producer on it who knows can do the onset stuff. And then you go off and you go work on something else. Right. I, I'm such a control freak. Like I, I get, like if you're just sitting there watching dailies and you have no control over it, it's, 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 it's sort of, it kind of drives you crazy. It's like, uh, and it's like, I could have, you could have mentioned something to the director. You could have that. So, so there's something about, I being on the lake house, like I said, was like just sort of deer in headlights, but strangers, I loved, I, I completely love the process. I love the creative part of it. I love the, the, we had a lot of problems on that set, but like, I love the problem solving and having this team of people, you know, in the middle of nowhere working on something. Um, so I, so I became like an onset producer and I, then I actually transitioned a couple of ways of like people after me to just go on set, like for other productions and to like, can you just like run the production? So I've learned all that. So I took all of that kind of, and with the writing, a little bit of the writing background and starting to write, uh, um, that kind of led me into, you know, eventually I, again, one of the moments was like, I just, you know, I can either work for somebody or I can just make the movies every once in a while that I want to make. Um, and so I kind of left and like, you know, became a producer, an independent uh, producer who, I did go find the money. Then I actually, on that side of it, then I ended up finding investors for things, uh, which is not fun. And, and I, what I learned was like the festival world. Cause I thought like independent films, you'd have to deal with studios and there, yeah, this is great. And this is like, oh my God, the festival world is just as maddening as yeah. like the studio world, if not more. And, and uh, so, so I, it's a, this learning process of like, I'm making these bigger like studio movies and I'm you know, writing a little bit and producing and like, they're making these little independent films and I'm still trying to find what uh, exactly, you know, which it's kind of scary and kind of nice as like you're still discovering, but I'm still trying to discover with every project what, you know, like kind of what I want. You know, and it's, I, I think it goes from a project by project case, you know, hopefully it should be on a case by case, project by project. Uh, well, that's, that's, you know, you're, you've produced sort of all aspects of production, you've <laughs> written, you've directed. So you're, you're very attuned and, you know, obviously you, you came from a, a development sort of background where you looked at the screenplays and you were like, right, 
this is what I want. And then presumably as a, as a writer, you went, right, this is what the market wants. And then as a director, you went, this is something I know I can make. And in the background of that, as a producer, sell. Yeah. That, that's a lot to know, but also do, does any of that impact have a domino effect either positively or negatively on on all all the things you're working on that's 1000 percent exactly right it is a positive and it is a negative and it, it it's it's and i kind of alluded to it before when i'm sort of i've all i'm almost i guess a, a good way of saying it is like i'm almost like deprogramming <laughs> myself in a lot of ways and the hurt was that Finally, with even with the journey, the crazy journey of it was where I sort of deprogrammed. Well, I didn't. I don't know if I even learned my lesson and what I'm writing next. But um, but it's that it is a positive and negative. Like we, like I mentioned, I had one foot in a studio world and one foot in an independent world, and where I I can be on set even as a director. And I think directors, this is a good thing for directors if they know how to, they can balance it and figure it out. Is I know what's going to do well. And I know what's going to, and I know this is what people will like, but sometimes you got, it's really, you got to balance what you like and what you think people will want, right? And that, those levels to tilt, the, the balance gets tilted sometimes too far. Like you're doing what other people, what you think other people will like, and you're losing what you like. And every movie is like, finding that balance and finding that audience too, you know, and finding who, knowing who you're making the movie for. Like if you're making a $30 million movie, you got to, you know, you got to make, you want to make, you know, art, film is an art that it's also a business. Like yeah. Straight up, it's a business. And so you got to know, like Hurt, I made it for so little in theory and even, and it worked, eventually it worked out and it made its profit. I was like, you got to the point where you're like, Hopefully, this is the the goal is like, like the freedom of like, dude, it's gonna make money regardless. Let me just do what I like and see what happens, you know. And it's it's a hard thing to do because you're it's so like such a public yeah. <laughs> like, like judgment. Like you no, can't fail. You don't want to fail publicly, you know. Yeah, it's like like no other. It's like this. It's like I mean, it must be like others, but it's like it's very rare. It's like the publicly like even with your friends of like oh, what happened there like why did you why did your movie drop so much the second week well, it's like, yeah. like, you know, you have to like dude shut up like, <laughs> you go make a movie you go yeah. I, I had a friend i was at a party early on like at a christmas party in chicago and it's like suburb and like friends who never you know they all my friends who i grew up with they're like no and one guy was like i made like i mentioned like two movies like i had made or they're coming out and then literally he's like Oh, so what else? And I just wanted to like, dude, do you know how hard it is to make a movie? <laughs> like, shut it's up. It's work, you know. Yeah, shut up. And, uh, but that, so, so the balance is like, it's actually been more of a detriment, I think, in a lot of ways to me of like, where I've sort of skewed more like, no, I want people to like it. I want, want it to make, I need it to make money. I need this. So it's like, I think without the, the cut of hurt, that you saw like his, this latest cut, which was like even different than the it was a, it went it was at Fantasia while I was Blumhouse like a right. while ago. That's a different cut of the movie completely. That's like a, that's a that's a very different cut of the film. And so this I think this and it, it very rarely works out where the cut it got, it got better and it's like oh this is like works out and it's like uh, but it's this is a cut that was like I kind of stripped everything and like felt and dark and the wicked to be honest with you uh gave me a little bit of that confidence of like look like i kind of know what i like i think is going to work and also it's not to be it's not to be taken lightly finding the people around you who who actually like really good yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and, and i just like stranger or uh hurt is very much many people doing if they had worked in the industry for a while they did something else that they had never done before in the industry and right. or or very like the composer it's the same composer for uh dark and the wicked of her 
um, and this guy, Tom Schrader, and it's, Kurt was actually, I made it right before Dark and the Wicked, and Kurt was his first movie. Dark and the Wicked was the second, you know, they came out uh, like flip-flop. But it's, so it's like finding those people who, I mean, turns out to be, Perfect, a, perfect. A musician. Yeah, he was a musician. He was like, yeah, yeah dude, you turned out you actually like, and he was a friend of mine already, and he was like, dude, you turned out to be really good. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, we can still be friends. Um, and, uh, but, but even like, I know, you know, I had, we had no AD, we had no, like, we had, like, very, well, with I had a producer doing the schedule, and like, and, and all those people helped make it work. And so it's finding those people, but like, the creative part of it is it's definitely tricky because you want to trust yourself to tell a story, but especially in horror, in all movies and all storytelling, there's, there is a little bit of that formula, right? And um, for better or for worse sometimes too, you know, yeah. like the shining, the shining goes by a formula. Um, but you want to, I think you have to like somehow sometimes worry about telling the story first yeah. and sort of trusting it. Um, sometimes it makes, it means you got to make the movie for less money. Sometimes it's not, and, and you sort of have to see where people, uh, you kind of find out how much, how badly you want to make the movie. Well, that's you know? it. Which brings up a very good question. We're in a, a moment of change in the film industry. When you you oh made Avengers ten years ago, that that went off and made fifty million, or whatever at the box office. Uh, and now, would a movie like that go that might go straight to streaming, depending on what's that like, and what are your I, thoughts on that? No idea. <laughs> I don't think any. It is pretty amazing how. Well, also there's like the TV aspect of it as well, you know, and which is sort of taking over uh, uh, almost like those mid-level. I mean, it's such a crazy situation because it's almost, you know, the movies that are like indie films now were like studio films in the 90s, right? Yeah. Or, and there's a good and a bad. There's, there's the streaming aspect of it is like filmmakers, in general, I think now because streamers are paying a lot more and whatever, so it makes the decision easier. But the, you know, there's the magic of seeing your movie on the big screen, uh, which is sort of, um, you know, it's sort of against many more people might see this movie on the small screen. Yeah. You know, and so, which is awesome, you know, which is like you'll get, you know, which is. So what is your, what, you know, where, where do you, where do you want to go with that? Like, you know, obviously you make a Marvel movie, you make Batman or whatever, you know, you can, you get your big screen, but like, there's no in-between. It's very, no. the in-between and the, pan, the pandemic obviously accelerated it. Um, and, and it's sort of, it's a tricky thing because and it's it's getting it now it's getting better I think too but there's something obviously you're losing the magic of of search you know searching out that or being sort of forced to go watch that movie in the theater that you you know now you can just click on it or you find it or if it's like, you yeah know, there's so there's almost like so many options that you're it's it's sort of things are going to get lost again I think. that's that's the thing from my perspective I'm somebody who doesn't like to shop online or watch anything because you spend more time look, you, you've got to either know what you're looking for or just stumble across something but it's not like those days where you went to the you know the movies and the movie that you'd go to see this yeah. is the old days where it'd be sold out yeah. and yeah. it'd be like shit what's plan b you know and <laughs> go, oh geez such and such that's gone now you know because you just go in it's like the big movies and they're on, they're on like 45 screens in wherever you're seeing it, oh, yeah. and, you know, so you know you're getting in, or you, you've booked in advance because there's oh, yeah. no, there's no one at the ticket stand anymore, or whatever it might be. Yeah, you know, so that's all gone. So it's one of the great things for me is when something like Hurt comes along, and don't get me wrong, I get dozens of emails a day about movies to watch, 
<laughs> and then you sort of flick through them and you go, well, which one sounds interesting? You know, because I, I'm one man that runs one website. It's like, what am I, what am I going to watch? And it's got to interest me or I look for something captivating. And I mean, Hertz stuck out, but it could have been one of many that I just totally disregarded. Yeah, 100%. You know, and that's normal people. Yeah. You know, and they've got no heads up on what's played at a festival or what hasn't. Well, exactly. And also, though, yeah, so the marketing is like changed a lot, obviously, um, you know, like for strangers. And that came out in the middle of the summer and it was like all these bigger movies around it. But there's so many. They spent a lot of money on commercials, like yeah. straight up, uh, you know, like it was during the, I remember during the NBA season and it was like, or the playoffs and it was like they had commercials, you know, and, and they bought they bought commercials and it worked. And you know, some of it is, you know, it's 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 a tricky thing. I think I've come. I mean, the bigger thing is also like the, you know, going into cameras and going into lenses and going into. I think some people think about now. You have to think about um, when you're if things are going to be shown. Like people are going to watch this on a phone or like, do you do wide shots? You do like you know, so it's harder to. That, watch, that actually you know. makes me feel very sad. <laughs> no, no, hundred percent, right? Like I've literally like, it's 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 a weird, um, it's like you don't want to think about it, you know, and um, I don't, and I to my detriment, I probably don't think about, it. but like, but it's a weird thing, right? Like if you're mm -hmm. watching, like if you're watching, like and you want, or if it's too dark, or if it's too whatever, you know, and heard is a very. From visually obviously a very dark movie um uh but it's it's you it is having to sort of think a little bit about those things or think about i think a lot of it is also even the cameras like when digital like if you obviously now everything is like digital cameras or whatever but like it is when everything was in the like when you were still showing movies in a theater and it was digital and only every set of six films. yeah now you're sort of a little bit more like that's okay, you know it's gonna be on a phone or a camera. Uh, I think sometimes on like a TV show or something, if it's shot on film, you do notice it. Yeah. There, but you know I think there's a good balance. Like I'm hurt, um, like our DP uh, when we were talking about it, and we had, like I said we had no money and it was his own camera, and I was like, how do we make a movie beautiful? Like we got like no money. He's like, can't. <laughs> you managed to do. I have to say. I mean, I think it looks it looks really good. Well, the moment and his kind of, like his influence, and I, I remember the conversation because he literally was like, "You can't." I was like, "Well, I'm not, I'm not gonna get at it." And the, but, but I was like talking to him about it. it was like, but he finally, you know, and like part of I think the skill of a producer or director is like in, being an interviewer is just like you're getting the people around you, surround yourself with really smart people. And even yeah. if they don't think they can do it, you know that they're smart and like you can get it out of them. So I started grilling and I was like, well, makes a beautiful movie in his mind. And there's many avenues, but in his mind, was you know, like, you know, if we shot this in anamorphic, that'd be great. And like, dude, like, yeah. we can't. He's like, and then he sort of, we talked about it and we talked about, and I don't know any of this stuff, but he was like, you know, Chinatown, he shot it on one lens, like a 45 minute, like anamorphic. For creative reasons, for the background to be the same, and like, and everyone is like, and he's like, well, I know this old, I have a friend who has this sixty-year-old vintage anamorphic lens, um, and since we can't afford much more, we'll just shoot the whole movie like with one lens, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be your movie's gonna be an anamorphic, and it's gonna be beautiful, and there's gonna be some like issues as well. And like, and like, but, but sometimes imperfections make make film, you know. That, that's that was the whole point. Yeah. No, I had we had moments, two two moments where where people were somewhat annoyed with me, but I think I kind of got it. Where like they built, I we didn't have a dolly, and they like built a dolly and like a makeshift dolly, like you know where it could roll the camera rolling. Yeah. And, and I was like, no, nah, I didn't. We can't afford a dolly. I don't want a dolly. Like I don't want a dolly shot. Yeah. You know, like, 
<laughs> poor bastard. I'm talking. <laughs> the first day I was like, no, dude, I'm not using it. I'm using one shot and I only have to use it in the movies. I was like, I'm just using it. Just <laughs> I was like, we never use this again. Or we got like a huge, we used one movie light in the whole movie. Everything else was practical. Was it all uh, natural light? Sort yeah. of. What? What? We had one movie light just in case, like a very small, like, like five or six feet tall, like, light, just in case that we used like maybe half the time. Because I, I, again, I was like, I had people giving me lights because their friends were awesome and they're like, and I worked with the producer. And I was like, like, I don't want them. Like I literally, I just like this is, this is like against the, the purpose of what I was trying to do. We're trying to do here, or I'm trying to find yeah. here and like, and discover thing. And I made, I directed two mo small movies, and I like them, but from a visual standpoint, it's again, it's my fault. Not, the DPs are great, and it was like, there's like too many lights. There's too many, and it was like something where I didn't want, and it's again, it was like just sort of my fault. And and this is the. I didn't figure out what my style was or what I was interested in. Um, and so, yeah, and that, it, it's, so the, the streaming, whatever, it's like, you're thinking, okay, okay, it's gotta be digital, but now you can think about, and this is what I learned on Hurt more than the other movies was like, well, if you put this lens, if you take this vintage lens and you put it, you can get maybe the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, there's no replacing film ever, and it's hard to make movies on film now, uh, even just, Budget-wise, because there's, there's nobody to develop it actually yeah. much anymore. Um, and um, unless, yeah, unless, so, you're, unless you're Christopher Nolan, then you're okay. Unless you're making it for like a, hundred, a couple hundred million dollars, you can just figure it out. Like, but yeah, but it's it's hard because you could be, you know, in the middle of there might be one in Houston, there might be there's none in Chicago, um, but like you have to fly everything basically back to LA. Unbelievable, yeah. And, like, and then you get used to it now because you get to, if you're watching a digital camera, you get to see basically your movie right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, like if you're watching Stranger, whatever, you're like, okay, well, I gotta wait three days to see, or two days now to see if the, how it was. Um, yeah, now you're instant, you know, which yeah. is the plus, but you know, you're, you're, you're kind of, the, the texture, you know, you're kind of missing. Yeah. And there's no replacing it. But yeah, I mean, you can come, I think the art of it is trying to find now, like, okay, like in Hurt, hopefully we're trying to do is like, how do we make this movie like beautiful? Like, and how do you make it in I this world? You, you did, I, I was I, really impressed by how textured it was, you know, yeah. oh. you know, for, for yeah. a low budget film, you know. Yeah, and it's just it literally like, just, like when Blumhouse was asking me like, hey, how'd you make this movie? I'm like, how does it look like this? But like part of it is like our DP Jarrell and I like that's where the decisions are made. You know, you make your decision, yeah. you make the movie before you're making the movie, before you're shooting the movie. And those were the decisions. And again, finding the right people is more is more important. You know, you kind of make a movie where you get a bunch of people you think are cool, you think you're kind of cool, and then the result. The result of it is you have no idea there is what's going to happen, but the result is oh yeah, we, we turned out to be cool, you know, <laughs> or lame, the, you know. And so yeah, so it's it's a very it's interesting, but like as as far as like you know, it's it's hard. Like the the best thing to do, I think, is you got to like you know a writer when I first wrote this this roommate movie and like a studio bought it and made it right away, blah blah. blah. And it was the only first thing I'd ever written. And a writer, a friend of mine was like, and I was trying to write, you know, everybody was like, okay, well, you got to sell the next one to a studio. Yeah. And, I like, well, and I was like, I don't know, man. I didn't even, I don't love, I didn't love the process or whatever. And I, and I wrote, uh, and a writer told me like, he's like, you know, you never had the, the benefit. This is, I guess what I'm searching for uh, in general, but you never had the benefit of, of just writing that first script and knowing nobody's gonna see this thing now. So no, who cares? <laughs> you know, and just write whatever. Trial and error of it, yeah. Yeah, and like, but that, as, a, as an executive, that's what I've always wanted to try to do was like find something interesting, like Strangers, like was like, it, you know, when he first wrote it, it wasn't a movie. Like, it wasn't a movie, but like he wrote something that was like, oh my God, that, that nobody wanted to even look at. 
could have like, yeah, you're weird, but it's like hopefully helping him develop it. So like, here's what you could do to make it into a movie. But like, like if I was there from the beginning, it would have been a generic movie, right? Like it yeah. would have been, so it's like, that's the balance of, of TV or film or whatever is like taking that artistic aspect and not, not beating it out of the person, but like helping it, you know, and sometimes it happens. It's like, yeah. Not to me. Like, it's like, but like taking that and sort of, that's a producer. If you're going to say what's a producer, it's like taking someone's artistic, uh, uh, taking someone's art and trying to foster it through this process. Um, through, through business and through like just other creative gauntlet, you know, gauntlet all, of other. all the problems sort of birthing yeah. it through them all, yeah. Yeah, and like, so that's pretty, like you just want, and if the movie works out, you did a good job as a producer. You know, people might hate you or people like this, but like that, like, or, you know, like that is the, the part of being, I think that's producing, like taking that, you know, and that's, and that's sort of filmmaking. I'm, I'm even going, the next thing I'm writing, um, which now I love, but I've gone through the process, the same process as I go through her of like, like, well, I gotta have a scare here, I gotta have a scare here, and I don't know, like, but what does this now mean for the story? Now we gotta change the story, or change the character. And I, and they're all people, there's people who I trust, like everyone around me is people who I trust. And I was like, eventually it was my fault. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go away. I, got, I hear your notes, and some of them are okay. I'm just gonna do what I like. And I just came back, and just the other day, I was like, with my co-writer, it was like, wrote, like, I don't know, I don't know if this is a horror. Basically, the result uh, with the co-writer, I was like, eh, I don't know. He's like, he just said to me the other day, I was like, weren't you supposed to like, aren't we supposed to like sell out now again? Like, we're just like, like. <laughs> Which direction do you go? Yeah, I'm like, I don't we're selling out. Like, I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, uh, it's like, I, 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 but I said to him, I was like, you know what, though? I think this is like really good. I don't know what that, I don't know what this is, but like anymore, I don't know if it's a horror movie or if it's a drama and I kind of don't care. And I gave it to uh, my producer, one of the producers on uh, Dark and the Wicked is Adrian Biddle, uh, who's helping me develop it. It was like, uh, she just read it yesterday. And I was like, yeah, same reaction. Like, I don't know. I don't know what, like, I don't know if like, we're gonna make money. Oh, this is really good. And that's where you start. And now yeah. you're like, all right, let's see what happens. You know, like maybe, like if it might, maybe it will, maybe it won't. And like, we'll figure it out. But like, here is, something we think is sort of special and, and something that here's a story, this, this version of it is a story I want to tell. When, uh, do, you, when do you think that'll be, is, is that percolating? Is it further down the line? Well, I feel like the script is just done now. It took a while, but uh, I wrote like three things during the pandemic and then this one um, sort of uh, I gravitated to and for various reasons people liked that I may have like now changed. But uh, but uh, hopefully I'm trying to make that in summer, you know, and so and 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 see where it's at. But it's a good. It's in the same. I think it's a touch more hopeful than Dark and the Wicked and Hurt. So, but it is a very. It's you know, it's a woman who's going through a lot of problems in her life, like like it almost like feels like the world's picking on her. Right. You know, where, where people tend to feel, you know, people feel like, we're, you know, we're picking on you. And, and in this case, it's like it, the world might be picking on you <laughs> in a very real way. Is like, know, it's it. If it's as good as, as those movies, I, you've got me on board already. Because, I mean, that's, I, like I said, I, I love both the, the feel, the atmosphere, and just the, the, the honesty of, of, of what those movies were. Yeah, I think... And... I, hopefully it has a balance. What, the worry what I have with Hurt was, and it's a good and bad too, is because it, I mean, there's some little scares and there's, but it's not like a threatening scare, I don't think, in the beginning. There's like fun, it goes from the fun jumps. Yeah. To like. It, it, it sort know. of op opens in a way that you, you think, oh, th I know this movie. And then, <laughs> then, then you pull the rug from under everyone. Yeah. You know, oh, what's going on? You know. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, I think it's, like, it's a movie within the movie. Of like, yeah. and, it, 
and I shot that on a completely different camera. Like a, for one day, we shot that with a completely different camera. That was one day where I got different lenses. I got like <laughs> very, I literally, I got like the, I got a more generic camera, I think. I won't say which one, but, uh, but, uh, and I just got very generic studio lenses. We afford it because it was like one day. I was like, this is going to look completely different. And again, it was like the good and the bad with a lot of people were like, oh, wait, I, I went like, I like that movie. <laughs> 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 I can't, we kind of take it away from them. It was like, but everyone's, oh. everyone's sort of seen that movie. And again, <laughs> yet you actually give them that movie ish at the end, you know? That's the balance though. Like they kind of want, that's what, that's a tricky thing, especially in horror, but whatever, it's like, that's the balance of like, I'm sure Marvel movies deal with it too as well. It's like, that's the balance of like, do you, what do you give people, you give people what they want, you know, yeah. and you want, you know, and how do you give them what they want and, and sort of balance it and, and, you know, and then, yeah. And, and then her, the, the last, like whatever, 30 minutes or 20 or something, like, it's, it's like, what they want, you know. Yeah. But I, it's, I don't even know. But it's, be, it's better than what they want, you know, because <laughs> actually you, you care about what's happening. It's not just somebody being turned into meat or whatever it might well, be. Well, a couple of the, like, in the reviewers, maybe you may, you may have mentioned it, but, like, it's just, like, people call it, like, really mean. And I was like, there's nothing meaner in it than, like, soft or anything else like that. And it's like, but it's me, I, and I get it. I actually get it. And I, and I was like, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I think I was trying to make it, in a lot of ways it is trying to make it mean, but I think it's mean spirited in a way because you just care about the characters. Like it's like, what do you, if you don't, you care too much. It's like probably you care too much for a movie because you want that disconnect a little bit. Um, yeah. But that, that's what makes it. I mean, it's like, there's nothing, I mean, it's pretty brutal. It's it's pretty brutal, uh, but it's like, it's, I mean, it's very brutal. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I might be desensitized because whenever. It's like, but it but it matters because it's not like you know this character's a dick. I can't wait for them to die. Yeah. You know, and because we've seen that a million times, and you kind of yeah. you know to expect that. But yeah. you have those movies where you think this person is the protagonist, or at least they're going to make it to the end. And when they don't, you're like, shit. I didn't yeah. think that was going to happen, you know. Yeah, and all the good people around, like, and yeah. all the people who are kind of like, and and who around them, and it's one of the best notes, the most infuriating notes, but it's like, a, and I won't say the movie, but it's like uh, the most fun notes when I wrote something, and it, it was it was in, we were in the meeting, and it was like his boyfriend is going to die. He's like, I, this guy is really likable. Like you just love, and this is a studio version. It's not like it's like Middle America kind of some version. And then like you really like this this girl, the guy, the girl is dating or flirting, rather than being gonna have a relationship, and then they kill him at the end of the second act or whatever. And the first the first meeting with the studio, and they're like, like, oh, you know, you can't like, you know, we I get it. Like he was torn. I remember the executive was torn. He's like, no, it's it's cool, it's cool to kill him. It's like really like him too much you can't i don't think you can kill him yeah. like, that, that's the point like if somebody yeah. dies who i don't care about like what's who cares but that's that's uh, yeah yeah i mean like, it's just like i i've never understood that and, I, and it and and i understand it because it's like if you ask a person that's not what they want you know i don't want that person to die yeah like, that's, that's what they're gonna say but that's real life you know <laughs> yeah. but also like that's what makes it scary and i remember like they're like eventually they they have an odd and then it was like no you can't kill him you just can't kill him so he doesn't do anything for like the third act and everyone gets mad at me it's like he didn't do anything he's like, like dude he was dead yeah i don't, I don't, I don't know what i didn't have anything from his arc was like done i don't know what you just bring him back around. yeah he's just hanging around now like i don't know what to do but the, the when we made strangers and we did a focus group with the test screening it was exactly they asked um, you know, we had a big, like, it was a big issue with, like, do we see their faces or not at the end? And some people wanted to, and some people didn't, uh, in our, in our group, in, in, the, in the filmmakers side of it. And we asked the focus group, we made sure to ask, like, you know, at the end, when it, who wanted to see their faces? And they all raised their hands. And we luckily asked a follow-up question, um, 
he thought it was scarier that she didn't see their faces. And they all raised their hands. And that's sort of the essence of the balance of like, yeah, well, people are going to tell you they want something. People are going to tell you, man, it's a little slow in the beginning. Like, I wish we had a scare. I wish there was a scare like five minutes earlier. I was like, yeah, but the scare that happened five minutes later, it's scary, right? It's, it's, and you're like, yeah, it's scary. It's like, I wish it happened earlier. But it's like, would it be scarier if it happened five minutes earlier, if you didn't care this X amount more about it? And that's the magic and that's like the guess and that's like hopefully educated kind of guess of like what you think is gonna work in a, in a movie. And horror is, comedy is obviously like this as well, but like horror is like, what I like about horror and it's, crazy and it's hard is like you get that instant feedback right you get you have to and you have to like give people something like the shiny gives people if it's not the shiny and you think oh, that's a cheap jump scare of these two twins standing behind the, the board it's like the jump at, a, at the right time just to keep people like going a little bit yeah. you know like, like it'll be some scares just keep watching this crazy little movie this crazy <laughs> movie right and so I don't know if Hurt has that, <laughs> like, but but it, it's 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 it, it's always it's like I guess horror movies are just hard, man. They're just like hard because like you're trying to balance. The cool thing about horror movies, like, really like about them is you get to tell like Dark and the Wicked. Yeah, who, who's watching that? Or Strangers, like my my idiot friends who I love, like, sort of like I never could get them to watch anything interesting when I was growing up. You know, and I'm going to watch foreign films or whatever. Horror is a great way of having those having people watch something interesting. Yeah, even though, and kind of dupe them into like into story them. through the back door. You can sneak it in. Exactly, like especially with strangers. You can imagine, like when you're watching it, and like you know, when we watch it with an audience, and like and like in a normal like night it open, and you know, like people are like having fun. People are like rooting for the strangers. Yeah. Words. and then it's like which is worrying but yeah 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 well exactly that's why that's the whole point like even her like, dude, this gets on fun like to be terrorized <laughs> but, like, and uh but it's as the movie's going along you're like like oh, it's gone like this isn't this is this is not good this is yeah. and then they're tied up and it's like someone's holding a knife i was like this is well how did i get out of this what they got that's entertainment for some people you know yeah, no, no that for sure but Okay, based on that, like based on the touch screens, not everybody. It was like it was, it's like no one, but they don't enjoy it in the moment. They're going to tell you I don't enjoy it, but they, it's going to affect them. Yeah, it's the adrenaline, you know, and they get to live that out in front of three hundred people, where they don't have to worry about a knock at the door at three o'clock in the morning themselves. Yeah. And even like, and I don't even think Hurt does this, but like the balance is like with strangers. I remember the studio hated the ending. Like, keep your stupid ending, just make sure it's a horror movie. Which meant like, can you just make it somewhat fun? You know, like have some fun scares, like yeah. have some good jump scares, and then the end is the end, and make it short and get them the hell out of there <laughs> before they get really mad in the theater. If they're gonna yeah. get mad, have them be outside. Shock them, get them out. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and her, it's like pretty quick, and it's like get, get her out, get, get out. Or if you make a movie like that, where it's that downer of a movie in general, like Dark and the Wicked, is insane. It's like don't don't make it two hours long. It's just like you know, it's gonna feel like two hours long because yeah. it's like so so heavy, you know. And so it's finding finding the ways to give them what they want. Again, this movie had like this crazy journey. Right. And then um, I literally was, and I, I, I there's some, because like the actor who was really having to talk about, like, who yeah. never, never acted before. It was amazing. And all these people never made a movie before. All the actors was like this first movie. And they actually made me, because I was like, I'm just trying to get this released and get it out, because these people were so excited about it. And like, and it actually made me feel, it was actually fun. Like, and I've done a few movies already. So I was like, oh, I just want to you're like really excited and kind of lifted me up. And your review, I remember in our composer, he can like send, he gets every week like within two times. <laughs> He's in New York and he sends it to me like before I went. And he texted me a review. I literally, I think I almost started crying because it was like, it was just it was like, I woke up, I was like, because it was, 
I'm not expecting it. I was, I genuinely was like, I just gotta get this out. I have no idea what people think of it. Like, and it was just like, it just made it really worth it. You know, no. and it was like, someone, and the things you said, it was like, but that does I mean I, I got it you know I, I felt like I wanted because it, it felt like a it was a horror film but it felt like a proper film you know yeah. with, and you know nothing I said in that that I ever think you would sort of read and go oh I'll get you know in touch whatever mm -hmm. I, I just meant it and that that's what it was so that's it's brilliant that I've been able to talk to you about it I think I emailed you right like I think you I did, yeah like, oh, and then yeah. that's, that's it like, but but they to have that come back, you know. But that's that's the beauty of it, you know. No, it was, it was genuinely like it was it it because I don't even email reviews about. It, so it was like it was like this. This is the type of pride, like like I said, the whole journey and like this is literally in the one of very rare cases, if ever, like this is like literally what I want out of a movie, you know, and of of like the story and everything and. and and just to have people like to say all these nice things about it, like it's different. Like that's why directing is harder than producing, um, because I thought I could produce. Yeah. Like I was like I was like working with first time director. I was like I know like all the pitfalls, and then when you do it, you're like, oh man, this is like I was like more prepared than anyone, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like <laughs> really hard. This is like so much harder, and but you. The benefit of that is like, especially as a writer director, is is because I think writers don't get enough credit as well because it becomes like the director's film, the film box, yeah. whatever. But like, that's why I love writer directors um, because it's sort of the purest vision, I think. Um, but you like it's it, the the pro the issues of like and like just being on the front lines of being the director and getting the blame. As a producer, I'm like, I don't know what the director did, but like, I don't know. Yeah. We'll just go make just another movie. Yeah. We'll just go. I'll just go make another movie now with someone else. I don't know what happened there, but the benefit is you when you read the review, it is it's you. you yeah. Like someone's like saying, like, dude, you did this or you did that, or um, and it was cool. It was just super cool. Like, no, well, like, uh, well, thank you for getting in, in touch, and thank you for doing this. And if whatever you're working on in the future, at the minute, if you ever want to talk about it, get anything out there, send it my way and I'll, I'll put it out there on the website and the social media and everything else. All right. All right. Well, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. And, Definitely love to. and hopefully when the next thing comes out, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. Sonny, thank you uh, for, for joining the Movies in Focus podcast. And hopefully we, we talk about movies again in the future and we, we catch up soon. Great. Thank you so much for, uh, for everything. Appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Movies in Focus podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope that you tell your friends about it. That's it for this time, and I'll see you at the movies.